Hello, and welcome to the turbulent world of Middle East soccer, or Middle East soccer podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. Today, I'd like to focus on several recent public opinion surveys that send a mixed message to autocratic reformers in Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, and Qatar, which hosts this year's World Cup in less than two months. The surveys reveal contradictory attitudes among Arab youth towards religion, as well as widespread rejection of notions of moderate Islam and formal diplomatic ties with Israel. One survey published this week by Dubai-based public relations agency Asda PCW revealed that 41% of 3,400 young Arabs in 17 Arab countries aged 18 to 24 said religion was the most important element of their identity with nationality, family, and or tribe, Arab heritage, and gender lagging far behind. That is 7% more than those surveyed in the agency's 2021 poll. More than half of those surveyed, 56%, said their country's legal system should be based on the Sharia or Islamic law. 70% expressed concern about the loss of traditional values and culture. 65% argued that preserving their religious and cultural identity was more important than creating a globalized society. Yet, paradoxically, 73% felt that religion plays too big a role in the Middle East, while 77% believed that Arab religious institutions should be reformed. Autocratic Arab reformers will take heart from the discomfort with the role of religion and skepticism towards religious authority that stroked with earlier surveys by ASDA BCW, which has conducted the poll annually for the past 14 years. Even so, the greater emphasis on religion as the core pillar of identity, concern about traditional values and culture, and the call for Islamic law cast a shadow over social reforms introduced by Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman in Saudi Arabia and President Mohammed bin Zayed in the UAE. Moreover, the poll results were published as Gata debates how to deal with potential conduct by World Cup fans that violates Qatari law and mores, such as public intoxication, expressions of affection, premarital sex, and sexual diversity. Qatar suggested that World Cup fans caught committing minor offenses, such as public drunkenness, would escape prosecution under plans under development by authorities. While Saudi Arabia's rupture with religious ultra-conservatism, that long was the kingdom's hallmark, was stunning. Reforms in the UAE were the most radical in their break with Islamic law that constitutionally constitutes the principal source of the country's legislation. Mr. Bin Salman's reforms severely restricted the authority of the religious police, lifted the kingdom's ban on women's driving, enhanced women's rights and opportunities, loosened gender segregation, 
and introduced Western style entertainment. All measures that are essentially not controversial in much of the Muslim world, but went against the grain of the kingdom's ultra conservative segment of the population and clergy. That could not be said for Mr. Bin Zayed's equally far reaching changes that decriminalized sexual relations out of marriage and alcohol consumption for UAE nationals and foreigners and lifted the prohibition on living together for unmarried couples. Mr. Bin Zayed's reforms are expected to persuade some fans to base themselves in the UAE during the World Cup and travel for matches to Qatar, which is socially more restrictive. Even so, the ASDA BCW survey suggests that the reforms in the kingdom and the Emirates may not have been embraced as enthusiastically by a significant segment of the youth as the two countries would like public opinion to believe. Separate surveys by the Washington Institute for Near East Policy showed that 59% of those polled in the UAE, 58% in Saudi Arabia, and 74% in Egypt disagreed with the notion that we should listen to those among us who are trying to interpret Islam in a more moderate, tolerant, and modern way. The youth's quest for religion and traditionalism strokes with youth's attitudes towards democracy and diplomatic relations with Israel. Autocratic leaders will likely be encouraged by the fact that a whopping 82% of those surveyed by Asda BCW said stability was more important than democracy. At the same time, two thirds believed democracy would never work in the Middle East. Three quarters saw China followed by Turkey and Russia as their allies, as opposed to only 63% pointing to the United States and 12% to Israel. Even so, they viewed the US as having the most influence in the Middle East, but a majority favored US disengagement. Yet, the United States and Europe continued to constitute preferred destinations among 45% of those polled seeking to emigrate. However, despite widespread skepticism towards democracy, leaders will also have noted that 60% expressed concern about the increased role of government in their lives. The establishment two years ago of diplomatic relations with Israel by four countries included in the ASDA BCW survey the UAE, Bahrain, Morocco, and Sudan, and the fact that Saudi Arabia has become more public about its relations with the Jewish state and its desire to establish diplomatic ties once a resolution of the Palestinian-Israeli conflict is found, is likely to have shaped responses in the surveys. Aware of public hesitancy, Saudi Arabia, together with the Arab League and the European Union, this week convened a meeting in New York on the sidelines of the United Nations General Assembly to explore ways of dusting off the 1982 Saudi-inspired Arab peace plan. The plan offered Israel recognition and diplomatic relations in exchange for creating a Palestinian state in territories 
occupied by Israel during the 1967 Middle East War. For his part, Yair Lapid expressed support for a two-state solution in his address to the assembly. It was the first time Mr. Lapid backed two states since he became prime minister, and the first time since 2017 that an Israeli prime minister spoke in favor of Palestinian statehood. Nevertheless, only 14% of the Egyptians polled in the Washington Institute surveys viewed their country's 43-year-old peace treaty with Israel and the more recent establishment of diplomatic relations with the Jewish state by the UAE and others as positive. In contrast to the UAE, Bahrain and Morocco, where Israeli business people, tourists and residents have been warmly welcomed, only 12% of, of Egyptians surveyed favored the normalization of people-to-people -people relations. Similarly, 57% of Saudis surveyed by the Institute opposed the normalization of the kingdom's relations with Israel. Still a higher percentage in the kingdom and the UAE than in Egypt, 42%, agreed that people who want to have business or sports contacts with Israelis should be allowed to do so. To sum it all up, the message is that autocratic reformers appear to be far behind significant segments of their populations, even if public attitudes may be contradictory. For now, keeping the lid on freedom of expression and dissent helps them maintain their grip, but casts a shadow and a doubt over the image they work so hard to project. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Also, thank you to all who have demonstrated their appreciation for my column by becoming paid subscribers. This allows me to ensure that it continues to have maximum impact. Maintaining free distribution means that news websites, blogs, and newsletters across the globe can republish it. If you are able and willing to support the column, please become a paid subscriber by clicking on Substack on the subscription button at www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com and choosing one of the subscription options. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Thank you. Take care and best wishes.